Hello, San Pedro Podcast, episode 57. You are listening to the Hello San Pedro Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. All right, guys, and we're back for another episode of Hello San Pedro. Welcome back, Josh. How's it going? It's going for another week of quarantine. What week is this? I've lost track. Do not ask me anything. Do not ask me what day it is. Do not ask me the date. Don't ask me um, uh, if it's a weekend or a weekday. I have no idea. I don't know what week this is. I just know it's been going on for way too long. Way too long. Well, today is May 12th as we record here, um, Tuesday, May 12th. And I think the stay at home stuff started on March 15th. When, yeah, Eric Gar- uh, Mayor Garcetti announced March 15th is the kind of the the date i i always look at where everything in la county everything changed yeah yeah and so by that measure it's been pretty much about two months but it feels a lot longer doesn't it though it It, feels so much longer oh my gosh i on the one hand it's only been two months yeah but on the other hand it's been two months i know and it feel it's starting to feel like the the latter than the former yep yeah, it's it really does feel like it's been dragging out. Um, how have you been filling your time lately? Um, let's see, just the typical stuff and reading the trying to keep my eyes off of the news as much as possible. But that's tough to do with my line of work. But just been um, trying to find things to. Oh, I started quarantine cleaning. Ooh, that's a huge thing. Yeah. I started. I deep cleaned my kitchen over the weekend. Wow! And let me tell you, man. The dirt gets in places in kitchens you don't expect to ever visit or find. But when you do, it's like, wow. Mm-hmm. So I have two dogs. I have two little corgis. And, you know, they run my life and they run the house. But at the same time, you know, you try to clean. So I start. you start from the top and then you just go down to the bottom of, you know, in the kitchen to clean. And it. I spent all day doing it. It felt great. It, it, wor- it does so much for your mental health. Mm-hmm. I can tell you right now. When I walk into my kitchen, I, I just have, it just feels good. It feels good to be in, like, everything's put in its place. There's no random stuff on the table. Everything, you know, the pantry's organized. I I uh, purged a bunch of, like, old coffee mugs and yep. a bunch of just stuff that I never used, mm-hmm. haven't used in years. Create a bunch of space. And it feels nice to walk into the kitchen. I mean, the house is still shot to hell, but at the same time, I still have a beautiful kitchen. That I have. Do you think that maybe you might actually cook something in the near future? <laughs> Don't go. Let's not go there. Let's just not go there. Um, my my extent of quarantine cooking has been the frozen pizza in the uh, in the Ninja air convection little oven that I have. That is great, by the way. But yeah, I haven't really cooked anything. Everybody's cooking. We talked about this before, like. I feel so inadequate by not knowing how to bake sourdough bread still because right. everybody and their mother is doing it right now. Yeah. That no, banana bread. Trust me. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> banana bread too. Um, I Our bananas have been getting eaten, which is a good thing. So I'm like, oh, see, I can't make banana bread because there's no bananas. So, haha. Um, but 
Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like I need to really start getting in, you know, getting my Pinterest, you know, up and running and start cooking some recipes that I see. Actually, I watched the cooking show. Did you see it? Which? The Quarantine Kitchen. Oh, the um, the ones that uh, the restaurants have done. Mm-hmm. I only watched the first episode. I haven't watched the second one. The second one came out, like, I believe this week. Actually, it hasn't come out yet. Oh, it hasn't come out yet? No, oh, no, no. Okay, yeah, the first so one's out then. Just the first so one. I missed the, okay, good. I, yeah. so I'm caught up then. You're totally caught yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And the pasta looked delicious. Yeah. And I actually did cook pasta. But you didn't cook that recipe, though. No, no. none of the recipes. Honestly, I just had to use whatever was in my fridge, right. which was like a couple zucchinis and some eggplant and onion. And so I kind of just threw it all together. And, you know, you can really use anything for that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I just poured a bunch of tomato sauce over. But anyways, the point is I cooked and I made pasta. So I was inspired. Um, I might actually, the one that really looks good to me, and this is the one John said looked like his favorite too, was um, the one that Sebastian's was making with the mushroom. Oh, yeah. I just bought yeah. a ton of mushroom yesterday. Really? Yeah. I watched a, a documentary on Netflix about mushrooms, but it was not, not, uh, not, not exactly. I cook with. No. But it's a great documentary, let me tell you. More like shrooms. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, the 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 quarantine cleaning is awesome. And, yeah. it, it, and I, I will tell you, I will tell anybody listening to this, it, it, it could be a long, I mean, trust me, my office is a mess, blah, blah, blah. But when it's clean, oh my gosh, I cannot tell you how good I feel about that. And I highly, highly, highly recommend, you know, if you have the time and need the means to do it, because it'll do wonders for your mental health. I just will go on the record as saying that. That is incredibly true. I found that to be true in my own life, and I've definitely found it to be true lately. I haven't done any really deep cleaning because actually right before all this hit, we had just moved into our home. Right. So right. we kind of started out with a really nice clean slate, and <laughs> it has been feeling really good. But of course, since all of this started and I'm home with, you know, my child more, the toys go everywhere and in every single corner of the entire house. So it's been it's been really hard to kind of feel relaxed when toys are everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I I had the same problem. I mean, with dogs and toys and whatnot. (laughs) Actually, they're my toys, not the dogs. But, you know. Um, but yeah, I like so, Legos. well, my son loves Legos too and blocks and he loves to dump them everywhere. Awesome. So I found that just, um, I found like a, just a couple easy things to make my living room clean within five minutes. And it, it does, it feels so much better and it feels like I can finally relax. It does. Yeah. I, I was, I was hesitant. I mean, obviously I may not have a clean house, but I was hesitant to the deep clean just because of the time and the effort that I was going to take. So I, I wanted to go into my pantries. I wanted to go into my cupboards and purge, which is what I did. I, I said the day I'm just going to start in the morning, just purge what I can, then start cleaning from top to bottom mm-hmm. and then mopping the floor at the end. And I was done. I started around, I don't know, started around nine o'clock in the morning. I was done probably around eight o'clock at night, but that feeling when I was done. I mean, it was just so gratifying. Yeah. So gratifying. Let's kind of stay on that um, maybe line of um, (laughs) topics here because what other things are you doing to stay good and keep your mental health like in check? Uh, Staying away from the news has been the best thing I have done as far as keeping my mental health, well, along with the clean, but keeping my mental like health in check because I mean, when this all started, I was watching the news 24-7. It doesn't matter what, you know, I was watching locals, 
you know, cables, whatever, just trying to get, you know, educated mm-hmm. and trying to fit and reading a bunch of stuff, <clears throat> pardon me, and reading a bunch of stuff online and just, just in, uh, just uh, engrossing myself in the whole pandemic information. And it got, after we finished the April issue of San Pedro Today, which was our first issue um, dealing with the coronavirus, um, I had to take a step back because my brain was fried. Like I was just fried over it. And so ever since then, I've taken a little bit of a step back and a little bit more of a step back. And now I basically just limited myself to, you know, when uh, Mayor Garcetti speaks, usually around five o'clock in the afternoon when he does his daily briefings and when I'll catch that. And I'll catch a little bit of the highlights coming out from, you know, um, uh, local and, and cable news networks. And then I just read online what I need to find. But I have taken it down. Like I said, it was a 24-7 thing. And now it's more like I spend, you know, maybe an hour or two, like, just involved in it. But when I turn it off and I go on to something else, it's just, it's better, you know? Totally. And I feel that too. I wasn't really listening to the news. Like I wasn't listening to news outlets and stuff, but what I was doing was listening to podcasts about the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that I had to step away from that because it was too much. I just saw that recently another podcast came out, I think by the LA times called like coronavirus in California or something. Right. And I immediately was like, Oh, I should subscribe. And then I was like, eh, no, <laughs> I just I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's funny. Like you and I are are talking about we're we're on a podcast talking about <laughs> the coronavirus, and we're really just talking about not listening to anything about the coronavirus like right we now. Don't want to talk about we're the being coronavirus. Very and let's not. I mean, we don't have to talk about the virus stuff. I don't want to talk about stats today. I don't want to talk about any of that because it's so convoluted and so confusing. It is. Because with San Pedro's situation, having Terminal Island um, incorporate the numbers at Terminal Island incorporate into San Pedro's official um, count. count. Yeah. It makes it confusing for everybody. Totally. And it's understandable. And I wish the county would separate the two and not make them all in San Pedro because it makes our community freak out when they see 600 plus cases and like every other community next door has like a little like, 100, like 100 or, or less yeah like I, it's it just, makes no sense yeah it was incre- incredibly frustrating and i'm and i'm like well what's the point of reading the stats if we're not even getting the accurate numbers for our community yeah it, it's ridiculous um yeah so, uh, personally i you know this pedro and corona updates you know this edition of the podcast i really did want it to be where we were just constantly updating people with what's going on in the community. But I think that where we're at is kind of reflective of where the community's at. We're over it. <laughs> yeah. I, it's a weird balancing act right mm-hmm. now because yes, on the one hand, I think people by and large are over like the quarantining stuff. You could just feel it. You feel yeah. it's almost like a pressure cooker. You can almost feel like people Ugh. just want to get out. Yeah. And they did, you know, at, at certain points, like, you know, a couple weekends ago when everybody went to the parks and they closed the parks. And then like two weeks ago when everybody went to the beach and then they closed the beaches in Orange County and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing the beaches are actually supposed to reopen tomorrow, the 13th. Yeah. Um, only for um, individual yeah. activities. You can't sunbathe. You can't, you know, bring your kids and play in the sand and whatnot. It's all for actual physical activity, individual physical activity. So you could go, you could swim, you could um, surf, do all, you know, water activities. 
uh, the one thing you can't do is you can't ride a bike. You can't bring your bike to the beach, which I think they're just doing to mitigate uh, crowding on sidewalks and stuff like that, like at the Strand, I suppose, or whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean that's a that's a good step. You know, every, I think we're we're on the downhill slide of this pandemic, and we are slowly going to see things open. The problem is, for all of us, it's just not quick enough. Right. You know? I I'm it. For me, it feels like, ah, oh, you know, the light is here. Yeah. I'm finally coming to the end of the tunnel and we can kind of see it. Um, one thing that I've experienced as I've been out and about, I've been walking with my son like two hours a day, which has been really nice. Not, really every, not every day, let, you know, let me just put that there. At least like three days a week. And that's a lot more than I used to when I worked nine to five. So um, I actually am really enjoying it. And what I've experienced is that people are starting to be a lot more kind honestly like okay. it just seems like i'm i'm interacting with friendly people you know from their front yards or as we pass by and it's just starting to feel like oh you know we're all getting there we've all made it you know yeah it's it's weird it's like with any anytime something like big like this happens and everybody knows that everybody is experiencing similar you know um similar feelings and similar you know events and whatnot that there is that underlying, hey, you know, you know, we're in this together. I, I see you, you see me. Mm -hmm. Let's wave. And I see that when I walk too. Like I walk my dogs with my mask on, and it's really tough when you're walking with your mask on to because you, people can't see your smile. Mm -hmm. People can't. People have to. And then sometimes I'll walk with my sunglasses on. So I'm walking with a black mask and sunglasses and a baseball cap. Mm -hmm. And you can't see any facial expression on my face. Super suspect. You know, right. Yeah, totally, <laughs> completely. But, like, that's the part of it that's tough to deal with. Like, if you're walking, you see somebody across the street or something like that. It's like, I have to take off my glasses so they can read my eyes. You know, sometimes I'll flip my mask open as, a, you know, as a high thing because I'm not near anybody. But it's, it's still awkward. You it know, is, it's yeah. awkward. Even when you have an interaction like at a grocery store or something like that, still. Totally. You know? I, I realized that I had to kind of just be a little bit louder and i've been laughing more yes. in my conversation yes. like ha, ha ha like in case you were confused or you didn't know i'm a happy person totally being nice to you totally <laughs> i will uh, i will take off my sunglasses if, I, if i'm out uh, outside just so people can see the smile my my old age smile lines yeah. on my eyes so they know my cheeks are rising because they know mm -hmm. i'm smiling when i'm talking to them totally like literally that's what i think about when i do that there are these ways that we're compensating for these awkward interactions i know like my son my son and I will be walking along the sidewalk and we have, you know, a, an older couple coming toward us walking mm -hmm. the same direction. There's not enough room for us to really cross and maintain six feet distance. So um, you've, we've had these moments where like we, we walk toward each other and then someone realizes it and they like walk around immediately. Yeah. And normally that would be kind of rude. Like, ooh, like why wouldn't they want to walk by me? That's totally. really weird. But I'm, I'm noticing we're doing that. And, um, almost every single time that's happened, they look at me and say, hi, yep. you know, that, that he's so cute or whatever. Yep. They like go out of their way to just say like, Hey, we're being friendly and cautious. You know, totally. that happened. That exact thing happened to me this morning when I was walking my pups, mm -hmm. uh, a, a little lady who lives down, lives on the other block of me. I see her every now and then, but she was walking towards us and the dogs and, you know, we had a bit of a distance, but I really didn't. There was like a, a bushes on one side and, you know, fence on the other. I was like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? So I backtracked to the driveway of the house that was nearest and 
just pulled the dogs to the driveway and let her pass by. She was very appreciative of it, you yeah. know. And she said, "Hi, how you doing?" And you know that. But that's the kind of um, social. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Etiquette. Etiquette. Thank you. That we're experiencing now, and it's fine. You know, it's fine. If somebody has a problem with that, then whatever. But yeah. it, I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Right now, to me, like with what's going on, it's just, you know, the business community is still confused as to who's in what phase of opening right now. We, yep. You know, that's still confusing right now. I mean, we, we retail is open, kind of. Yeah. Like curbside pickup, but you can't necessarily go into the store to shop. Right. So that makes it... Uh, all this is confusing, and I'm really worried that 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 confusion is just going to continue to linger until most of this stuff just gets lifted. Yeah, it, there is this question of like, well, how am I supposed to go and shop, and like, how do how am I supposed to pick up the stuff I want for curbside if I don't even know what I want yet? Exactly. And it just really kind of shows to it, it reveals how much we are not using technology to its fullest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, not, you know, small retailers, there's no need to have a, a website online, you know, right. like a shop online if that's not how they do it. If, right. they, if they're really, they're only marketing toward the, t- the people in town. Um, so I, I wonder, I've been kind of brainstorming some ways that the, you know, I don't know if you've seen the recent post about the drive-in movie theaters possibly coming back to LA. Yes, I've I've read uh, different opinions on that. Yeah, I I don't think I've really had that experience. Honestly, maybe you ever been to a drive-in? Maybe like once when oh, I was really? really little. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. Oh man, I was like when I was a kid growing up. Um, when I was in the fifth grade, I didn't live in in Pedro at the time. But when I was in uh, when I moved out of Pedro. Um, I had this my best friend Chris. His parents every week, almost every weekend, would go to a drive-in. There was a drive-in near where we lived. And I'd go with them. They had a, a station wagon. I'd sit in the backseat with Chris. We get I don't even know if we ever watched the dang movies, to be honest with you. But, you know, it was a fifth grade and whatnot. But that was like my my only well, not my only, but like my most, I guess, recent experience with a drive-in. Oh mm-hmm. no, I take it back. I went to a drive-in a couple of years ago when they were doing summer co- summer movies. Ah. They mm-hmm. did a drive-in. It was in the valley. Um, I think I only wanted to go because we saw um Oh, what's it called? The Cameron Crow. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, cool. Yeah, I never seen it on the big screen. So it was a cool idea to see it at a quote unquote drive in um in the valley. And they 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 um blocked off a parking lot. They had people park and they had a big screen and you were able to get the um uh volume, the sound on your car radio, and it was perfect. And it was great. They had a little concession booth and everything. And who knows that that's something that could actually probably happen in Pedro. We do have some of the space for, especially on the harbor now. Yeah, the, some of those parking lots are really huge. Yeah, and um, I like the idea of doing that. That's such a really cool, fun experience to even think about right now. Yeah, it really. Well, it's interesting <laughs> because like we have Pedro has such a car culture here too. You know, I don't know if we, we talked about the. Yep. Some guys tried to uh, organize a cruise night. Um, Last Friday, I guess, and I guess cops got involved because people were crowding the parking lots and not paying attention to social distancing. And that's not, that's, you know, that is what it is. But you know, there's this need to get out and 
you know, get in your car and, you know. Go do something. You can't blame the guys who want to cruise Pacific on a Friday night. But you know, honestly, I don't even think that the cruising was the problem, right? No, it was, it was the people the, on the streets. The spectators. That's the problem. Who yeah. didn't maintain the social distancing exactly. and weren't wearing their masks. Yeah. So it wasn't the cruisers. The cruisers. I mean, that sounds like really like a lot of fun. Um, yeah. It's but again, been, you need an audience for it. You know what I mean? Totally. Like that's the problem. You know, the we, we've talked about this, you know. Things aren't going to go back to normal right away. And you've, you know, you said that masks are probably going to be around for a while. Yep. And that social distancing, like especially the six feet rule is probably yep. going to be around for a while. Yep. And it just makes me think like, well, how creative can we get? Because, you know, small businesses are suffering and they need to get their, you know, get it out there yeah. really quick. Um, so it's been kind of fun to think about. And I don't know. Have you had any ideas? Well, in regarding, like, it, it sucks because, like, we just got the announcement, I think, last week that all of the uh, port events have been canceled, I think, through July or maybe August. But, you know, like, Cars and Stripes, all the summer events. We basically have summer has been canceled. Like, there is going to be no public summer events in town, anywhere, anywhere, really, which, you know, is sad. I mean, we completely, I mean, we completely lost a season, a full of two seasons almost here. And now everything is looking at fall and winter. And even those are questionable at this point because of what's right. been going on. So, right. you know, the, the topic now is like, well, if this is here to stay, how do we get creative and figure things out? Doing a drive-in movie would be cool. You know, um, the problem with it is that you, while we do have some space, I mean, cars take up space. So you're not going to get as many people to, a, you know, to a drive-in concept than you would to like a normal uh, public event like a cars and stripes type of thing or whatnot so right. the 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 events are there i i think the ideas are there the, the creativity is certainly there people are are going to figure out ways to do these things yeah that isn't involved with zoom because my god if i get on an, another zoom conversation <laughs> i swear to god but um i do think the ideas of of doing like some sort of car automobile type yeah. of event i think that it could happen i've been seeing posts um by like a local family going out for rides on his motorcycle with his um kids who are of driving age and you know taking out the the convertible i mean this is like very nice you know if you have these things it's nice but they've right, just been right. going for really nice drives on the coast and i'm like wow how cool is that you know um, well, just getting out to drive is good. I mean, I, I mentioned that last time. Just getting out and drive, play, you know, go on an album drive, play your favorite album and drive till it ends. Um, you know? I've been doing that actually a lot lately, not actually listening to an yeah. album. I've been listening to podcast. pretty much this podcast <laughs> because all of my music streaming platforms are gone. Well, <laughs> well most of the podcasts are like album length anyways. So. That's true. Um, but I've been, you know, it, for me, I like to go on a nice drive so that my son can fall asleep. And so I will literally just go up PV drive North and go all the way to basically around the hill and come down, um, like by Terranea and oh, then yeah. come by, mm -hmm. you know, so that's where I'm coming from. And then I'll come all the way down to 25th and down to Harbor. And by the time we get home, he's knocked out. So <laughs> that's been a really nice drive. I just thought like, how cool would it be going back to the, the yeah. drive-in thing? Mm -hmm. You know, what if there was a bunch of different ones set up around town where uh, multiple parking lots in the area were kind of set off to do all watch the same movie and i don't know i mean that's an endeavor i mean the thing about that is yes it's a cool idea i think it's a good concept 
on paper. Yeah. It's but putting it together, managing multiple locations for a single event might be a little rough on whoever puts it on. I also feel like cost costly too. Costly, but also like the staff managing it, there would need to be more than one person. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just like a show up and do it kind of thing. No, no. Yeah. But doing a doing doing a drive-in movie event would be kind of cool. I mm -hmm. think that, and I think that's possible. I think that's actually something that they could do, like. In where the Battleship Iowa is, in the parking lot there, or you know, uh, somewhere along the waterfront, you could do a drive-in movie thing. I think that would be actually kind of cool, and I hope people from the port, whoever are listening, maybe consider this. Um, I know you're over Zoom. Yes. Uh, but I, you know, we found ourselves almost a month away from um, our friend's thirtieth birthday, and we're trying to figure out how in the heck we're going to celebrate it. Right. Um, you know we're looking into like zoom parties and we're like, is that a thing? You know? And I know that people have come on to zoom to all kind of sing happy birthday to the person who's having the birthday, but we've been looking into other things and I've kind of gone down a YouTube rabbit hole and people are actually throwing like zoom club nights. <laughs> have you seen that? I've seen examples of on online. Yes. There's like, um, you know, some type Somebody of will DJ and like, totally. Other, yeah. So the DJ comes on and he's the host right. of the zoom of the zoom meeting or call or whatever. Right, right. And a bunch of other people join and literally everybody's in their own house just dancing in front of their computer their, yeah drunk, <laughs> drinking their own booze and right. dancing in front of their own computer and some of them it's like broad daylight and other people they like turned off the lights and they got like their strobe lights going on and i mean they really set the tone and i just thought like that looks like a lot of fun <laughs> You don't even have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay for parking. You don't have to literally leave your house. There's no cover charge. There's no cover charge. You're not, uh, not spending, spending $10 on a bottle of beer. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thir ugh, like Vegas, yeah. $30, you guys, for a drink. Um, Ridiculous. So, yeah, we're looking into those types of things. Speaking of Vegas, mm. this topic came up over the weekend and because the news came out that Soup Plantation – Yes. Went out of business. Yes. They're closing everything right now. We talked about it in the last episode. Is a, yeah, they're closing, right? And But that made me think about buffets in general. Now, I don't know. I mean, I know Jerry Seinfeld does this whole spiel on buffets in his latest Netflix special, which I do recommend. It's really funny. As you can tell, I've watched a lot of Netflix the past couple of weeks. Same, same. And But the concept of a buffet, is that completely gone now? I think it is. And if it is, what the hell is Vegas going to do? Because Las Vegas is a, I mean, it's about gambling, obviously, but it's about the buffets, too. Honestly, Vegas in general is basically like a giant Disneyland. Well, it is. A, it's a, it's a, it's a Petri dish for everything. We know this. It's Vegas. We're crying out loud. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, the there's buffets, a lot of diseases that run through Vegas. I know, the buffets. Yeah, but that, but the buffets, like, that's a... Uh, that's as Las Vegas as gambling is. You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. that whole business model is going to have to be reevaluated. They may have to, they may go away. Who knows? I don't know what will happen. But that is one of the things that came up in conversation over the weekend. I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like a lot of places can get away with maybe not doing the buffet. Like Soup Plantation, their whole business model was a buffet. So when you think about these Las Vegas restaurants, they obviously, obviously have other restaurants. But the buffets are money. They're cash grabs. Totally. You know, it's like six. 
a buffet could be like a hundred dollars some at some places. It's kind of weird person. to think about what types of businesses or methods aren't going to make it on the other side of this thing. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely true. There are definitely things that may not like make that may it. become relics, like like the restaurant buffet, mm-hmm. the salad bar. Yep. You know things like that, like in New York, like in the bodegas. Um, when I used to live there, they, they you go in and and do you get a you get your own tray and you get your own food out of the buffet thing at some oh, of the bodegas yeah. they had food there. Uh-huh. That's going to be gone. You know, who's going to yeah. do that stuff? It was gross to begin with, but now it's even worse probably now. <laughs> but yeah. Um, speaking of Netflix, if we could just go back there real quick. Sure. I watched the entire new season of Dead to Me. Have you seen it yet? I have not, but that show does have a special um, connection here. It really does. Do they film a lot of the second season? Did you know? Did totally. You really? They don't do as much as like that grief counseling session on Point Furman, but there is parts where they do that. Um, but it was really cool because there was one scene and somebody even posted like screenshot it and posted on the local Facebook group. But um, there's this one scene where one of the characters is coming down the street and he's looking straight like if you. He's looking straight down like Cabrillo, where the Cabrillo Beach would be. So I'm trying to think of the name of that street right there. Uh, Stephen White Drive? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Stephen White Drive. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's the view I had from my apartment. Like, um, I had a studio apartment on that block. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's my my old baby. (laughs) (laughs) It made me very nostalgic for my studio. Um, But, yeah, it was really cool to start seeing these, like, glimpses of Pedro that you would really only recognize as Pedro if you lived here. Right, right. You know, it's not the iconic, like, bridge, and it's not the Because it's not San Pedro in the the show. Exactly. It's Laguna Beach or whatever. Right, (laughs) yeah. But, yeah, and you do. You do see some, like, you know, other views of Laguna that they got for the show, whatever. But you can really tell that it's actually filmed in Pedro. Right. That's another thing that came up in conversation. Um, the idea of going back to filming. I was listening to a podcast about, um, uh, they were talking about uh, film production going, you know, going when eventually goes, when studios go back into production, what's that going to be like? And it was interesting hearing like the concept of a crowd scene. Oh, like, well, you know what? It's funny. I thought about that because I'm, as I'm watching, I'm like, Oh, they need to get away. Like they need to distance themselves. Yeah, and I was feel, like, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you kind of put all of the restrictions um, that are on you into the film. Yes. You're like, oh wait, that's not a thing there. This yes. is fantasy. Alternate <laughs> universe, yes. Yeah, totally different universe. But then you think like, well, how are they going to make more movies if they can't do that? Well, yeah, it was like, the, it, was like it was the idea of like, are we going to start seeing more intimate films where it's, you know, small cast, small characters. You're not going to see these big crowd scenes. You're not oh, going to wow. see these like, you know, um, everything may be, may be scaled to be more intimate. Maybe we're going to get more intimate stories told. You mean we're not going to get a Game of Thrones war yeah, that like you went know, down like from that. the White Wall? Yeah, exactly, totally. exactly. We're, we're like not going to get that anymore. Thousands of cast members probably. Yeah, well, they ruined that show anyways, but... <laughs> I'm telling you, Josh, you're gonna you're gonna come back to it, and you're gonna re you're gonna re fall in love. With oh, that it. season eight was terrible. We wouldn't have to go there. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see how it ages. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, things like that, you know. And then MLB baseball is talking about maybe like uh, coming back in July with no crowds. You know that I mean again, it's like it's wanna... very weird to like comprehend. Yeah. But they just did a UFC event with 
no crowds over the weekend. Oh yeah, which I'm not a big UFC fan of. Because UFC is just like a one-on-one thing. Yeah, it's like yeah, it, it is what it is. And um, but yeah, they did that with no audience, which again, weird. You know, weird, weird. Yeah, I can, I can feel like you don't have the same type of experience if you're in that, you know? Um, yeah. It wouldn't be the same. Um, speaking of sports, there's um, actually a guy here who has a local podcast about sports, and I've been wanting to have him on the show just to talk about how this whole thing has impacted the Who's sports that? community. Um, I think his podcast is called Camelo's Corner. Okay. Yeah, but he's reached out to me. I We've been following each other on, you know, yeah, yeah. Instagram for a long time, um, and we've been meaning to, get, like, get on each other's shows just to, like, talk about this. Um, at first it was like, yeah, I don't do sports and then, you know, and, um, I was like, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but actually there is a lot to talk about because the pandemic is hitting all of our sports communities here. Yeah. You know, I mean, down to like, I mean, everything, not just high school, but like T-ball, Yeah. you know, the kids aren't going to be playing, you know, t- they didn't play baseball, basketball has been canceled, you know, all the, all the youth sports have been canceled, which is terrible. What about golf? Is that still a thing? Um, I guess, I mean, golf, golf's golf. I, I know <laughs> I have a bad golf joke, but the, um, <laughs> which I'm not going to say, but the, uh, yes, you can, you, I believe they did open golf courses. Okay. I believe you could go yeah, play golf. I think you're right. Yeah. And you would think like the driving ranges seem pretty safe because you're yeah. literally just standing Individual. by yourself drawing, you know, driving the ball or whatever. Anyways. Um, yeah. Enough about sports because that's as far <laughs> as I can go. Um, so I know we're a little late into the episode for housekeeping, but I got a really cool <laughs> yeah, review. Yeah, half hour in. <laughs> I know. Half hour in. I just thought maybe it'd be cool to do a little housekeeping. Um, so I happened to look at my reviews, which by the way, guys, if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review wherever you're listening to your podcast. Um, I'm going to share the latest review that I got. I happen to know who this is, but still, <laughs> um, it's a really nice review. Uh, it's called This Gal is Gifted. Two exclamation points, by the way. Amanda Silva got mad podcast game. Three exclamation points that time. She is spot on the pulse of goings on and who's who in Los Angeles Harbor town of San Pedro, California. Subscribe now for her and her guest insights for this town's located where the 110 freeway ends. <laughs> that was left by Coach Dom Costa. Thank you, Coach. That Coach was Costa. really cool. He is a good guy. Uh, You know, he is a lot of the reason why I felt incredibly motivated to come back to the podcast. He was one of the listeners that just kept reminding me like, hey, we're waiting for you, you know, (laughs) and um, I actually guilt tripped you totally guilt tripped me. But honestly, it felt nice because it it was like, you know, when you're in a podcast, you're speaking to the microphone. Sometimes, you know, it's just you and the guest and you don't know who's listening. Right. Um, So it is nice to hear from the listeners like, hey, we miss your podcast. And he was one of the ones that did that for me. So I really appreciate it. And thank you for being so supportive, um, Coach Costa. That yeah. was really awesome. He's always supportive of the magazine, too. So yeah, him, him and his wife, Pam, are good people. Mm-hmm. The former uh, honorary mayor of San Pedro and his wife is the current honorary yeah, mayor of San Pedro. Both, yeah, they both. So <laughs> they're basically the honorary mayors of San yes, Pedro. Yes, they are. Um, yeah. Anyways, I think now's well, a good time. Thanks for the review. Yeah, great <laughs> review. Please, everybody, if you like the podcast, leave a review for us. Um, I think now's a good time for a break, and when we come back, we can kind of just go over some more uh, stuff. We'll yeah. figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. In a minute. This episode was brought to you by St. Peter Today. 
your local community magazine, bringing you stories from San Pedro. All right, and we're back. Um, you know, one thing that I wanted to talk about, Josh, mm-hmm. before we sign off for today, is you actually got tested, didn't you? I did. I did. I um, when they opened up the testing for uh, asymptomatic or people who weren't showing symptoms, it was I guess it was two weeks ago. Um, the city of Los Angeles or the county of Los Angeles did that. I decided to get tested because a, it was on my mind. Figured I'd do it. What the heck? And b. Um, I wanted to write about it and wanted to, I wanted the experience because I wanted to see what it was like and it, it, to be uh, able to write about it in the magazine. <clears throat> so, yeah, the day uh, uh, Mayor Garcetti announced that anybody could get a test, I went on the website. I believe it was, um, hold on, let me pull it up on my phone. Wait, so as of right now, <clears throat> there's no, like, um, requirements you have to have met before getting tested? Correct. Ah, okay. Yeah, you didn't have to. Well, before... Before, you had to be showing symptoms or you had to be somebody in a high-risk group to get tested. Yeah, because when my husband got tested... He's they, in a high-risk group. Exactly. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I... Um, so, yeah, not falling into either of those categories. Uh, when they opened it up to the public, I went online. It's uh, LA... Hold on here. Corona-virus.LA. Yeah, that's it. You can look it up online. Just look up... Uh, just Google LA County uh, coronavirus testing. But anyways, I went online... It's really easy. You uh, give them your email, you give them a little bit of information. You pick a location, and it, uh, they were the one I picked was a drive-through location. It was located in um, kind of near downtown LA, and it was the parking lot of a very it was a large parking lot of a of a church, I believe. I could be wrong about that, but I think it was a church. And um, yeah, the county had it all set up with cones and everything. And there was a when I got there, my appointment was at ten o'clock. I, something like that or something. And um, I was able to get in and you drive up and a person uh, makes sure it's you. They check your ID and everything. They make sure you have an appointment because you have to make an appointment through the website to do it. And they give you a little plastic bag and in it has a swab. So let me preface this. This isn't the one that this isn't the test that they call the brain tickler where they stick the, the swab up your nose. This was different. This Ricardo was a swab in your mouth. Really? He said it hurt really bad. Yeah, this is the one that goes that you just swab your mouth. So they give you a, a baggie and they give you a little swab or a large swab and they give you instructions and you sit in your car and you take the swab and you rub it in your mouth and all the places it tells you the instructions are really clear and easy. You do it for a couple you do it for I think it was like a 30 seconds each area they tell you to do it. And then after you're done with your swab, you put it in a little, they give you a little vial, a little test tube thing. Put it in the test tube. The test tube contains a, a liquid or something, some type of solution in it. Put it in there. And then you put in a bigger baggie that they give you. And then when you're finished with your test, you drive off and you literally throw it into a little trash can on the side. That is really that's, that's used interesting. It's a bin. I shouldn't say trash can. They, you, you, you drop it off from your car to a bin. And but it looked like a trash. Kind of like the uh, 3D glass return. Ex- exactly. Like the movie theater. Exactly <laughs> like the 3D glass return of the movie theater. You couldn't have picked a better thing. Exactly like that. <laughs> and then and then you drive off, mm-hmm. and then that was it. And then I got my results. They were negative. Um, I got my results uh, four days later via email, and that was it. 
Okay. But it's a very simple process, the way they were doing it there. Like I said, it's a swab in the mouth. It's not the brain tickler that, that you've seen on the news. Hopefully, it's just as effective. I mean, the county's still doing it like that, so I'm assuming it's an effective way of doing it. Because mm -hmm. you're getting all your mucus and saliva, saliva. They tell you to cough beforehand to get yeah. your lungs oh, to please, produce. Oh, please, go into detail. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will. They tell you to cough really hard so the, the phlegm from your lungs gets loogie. in your mouth. Exactly. <laughs> and then they tell you to swab it, and that's what you do. And then so I gave them my, my swabbed mouth stuff and then, then went off. And I was negative, which is great. That's good. You know what? Yeah. I actually don't think I shared the results of my husband's test, which That's is right. He got tested. Yeah, yes. he got tested a while ago and we were all living in mystery for a while. Um, but it, his test results came in um, and they were negative. Um, so things are starting to go back a little bit to normal at our house because. Right. Because he was quarantining himself. Totally, he was like mega. Totally. Yeah. He was definitely. I mean, I don't want to say he was like overreacting. I think he was reacting the way he was supposed to if he had it. Right. You know? Exactly. Um, he was and, being very, very, very cautious. Very cautious. So now things are starting to loosen up. You know, he's actually, you know, we're not self-quarantining anymore, which is really nice. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. Well, that's cool. It's kind of an interesting experience. Yeah. You know, I wanted to do it just to get the experience and obviously test myself because I'm, you know, I, I'm a hypochondriac by nature. So I want to make sure that I wasn't asymptomatic because my girlfriend had a really bad, bad, bad cold in February and whatnot that lasted like six weeks. And who knows if it was or not. She's, she hasn't gotten tested. She never got tested and she's fine now and whatnot. But, you know, you never know. You, you just never know. never know. You never know. I I'd was, rather side on the side of caution than not. I was like, I had something when this all started, before we started um, working from home and stuff. Like, I was already working from home because I was like, ooh, I have a cough and a sore throat. So maybe I should just be at home right now since right. all this is going on. Um, yeah, I don't know what that was. I don't think I had it, but hey. Yeah, it's like the whole thing, like the big joke right now is like, and this happens to me, I, I'm as guilty as the next person, but every little tickle every little cough, every little sniffle that you get. I'm prone I'm prone to allergies. So this is really having a screw this is really screwing with my head. Totally. Because you know that that's another reason another reason why I got the test too because mm -hmm. of that. But it's like when you go on WebMD and you look up like all your symptoms and you're like you should be dead and you really just have a cold. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's that yeah. type of thing, that totally. feeling. You know, so you know, it, I highly recommend if you do have any um qualms about getting tested through the county through la city county i like i said i went through it it's free you can go you don't have to leave your car it works really well the people that are that are that were managing the site that i went to in downtown la they were wonderful and they were nice it's just it, it was and i was in and out really quick too that was another thing it went out it went pretty fast so by and large, I mean, I wish they would start mobilizing those tests. I wish we had a parking lot test out here in Pedro. Yeah. You know, I wish we had that. We don't. So, I mean, that's the frustrating part, too. It's like people want to get tested. They they can make an appointment to do it, but, you know, we need more sites. Yeah. Because yeah. the site that I had to get, the closest one was, at the time, when I did the, the closest one was 25 miles away. Yeah. that's. I thought that was kind of interesting, yeah, too. Yeah. I couldn't Ricardo get one in the harbor area. Yeah, I think um, maybe the closer ones were for like essential workers only or the yeah, one, yeah, yeah, so that could have been it too. Yeah. Um, Ricardo went to the one at the Galleria. There was like oh, a drive-thru one. Oh, and that was when the supervisor Han put together, mm -hmm. but that was for, at the time, he took the test. That was for people showing symptoms or people who 
at risk mm -hmm. and he could do it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I could not have done that at the Galleria. Right. I could not have gone. Well. So go get tested if you feel like it. You can. That's good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, it's available. Um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about on the podcast that we no, need to let everybody just, know? Uh, visit sampedrotoday.com for the latest content of our May issue mm -hmm. um, where we have people in, we allowed the community uh, sent their mask selfies on the cover, which is which was pretty cool. I, the silver linings were really nice too. Yeah, I liked them a lot. I was really happy with how that worked out. And then we're, we're hard at work on uh, on what May, how do you The June, June, the, June issue. June I've issue. I've lost track of months. I've lost track of months. <laughs> you really meant it when you said don't ask you. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> So yeah, that's it. So, uh, but okay. that's it. I have been wanting to share this on the podcast because oh, it's really funny. Is this you how know, we're going to end this on? It, we're totally ending it. On okay. This. Um, so there's a um, artist called Todrick Hall, and he has a um, song called I don't actually know what the original song was called, but he redid it, and now it's called Mass Gloves Soap Scrubs, and I'm just going to play it for you guys. <laughs> Mask, gloves, soap, scrubs, tick, tock, grub, hub, twings, jocks, bears, cubs, zoom is the new club, six feet, no hugs, still beat these mugs, sick beat, cut a rug, Joe Exotic is a thug, kitty cat cat, tell me Carol Baskin, where is the husband, everyone's asking, stimulus check, everybody better cash in, mask and gloves, yeah that's the new fashion, girl, what did that girl just say, girl, girl, I don't go to work, I don't leave, I stay, I don't care, I eat, eat, eat and sleep all day okay. And then I watch TV, yep. that's just the tea, hunty yes, But till they set us free, free. then I'ma let you see What you gonna let them see? My mask gloves, soap scrubs, mask gloves, Oh my gosh, isn't scrubs, it hilarious? I thought you would like it because they did a little shout out to Tiger King. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Was <laughs> They're producing more Tiger King Netflix. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, I know. I just saw a news story about it uh, the other day. They said they're going to do Netflix is doing something with the director of Tiger King. They're going to do they're going to do something different, but it's in the same vein. So who knows? They're, oh, they're tackling um, Siegfried and Roy. Oh. Yeah, they're going to, they, somehow they're involved in it. And one so, of them just died of the virus, by yes, the way, which is yeah. another crazy Roy. thing. Roy did, yeah. That's I think insane. he was the one who got mauled by the tiger, too. I think it was the same one. I know. Nothing. I could be wrong, but I think it was the same, it was the same one. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's sad. I well, mean, that's another, yeah. Netflix Ugh. audience love tigers, I guess. I guess so. I mean. My dad watched it. Isn't that so funny? And? He just acted like it was any other show. Really? It was really weird. I was like. I walked in, I'm dropping off my son, and he literally, I'm seeing the credits roll. And I was like, Dad, you watched this? And he was like, yeah, I watched the whole thing. I finished it. And I'm like, what? And I didn't get any other reaction from him other than that. <laughs> so it was like, I couldn't tell if he was like desensitized because he's already seen so much weird stuff or if he just like didn't know how to think of all of it. <laughs> Yeah. Based on what you told me, I was like, how is he not reacting in a more like stronger tone? <laughs> I mean, let's let's face it. Tiger King is passe at this point right now. Everybody's seen everybody who wanted to watch it has probably seen it. Mm -hmm. It's like it seems so far away, too. It seems like so far away yeah. from when the pandemic started that it, it seems like forever since I've seen it. But. Yeah, I mean, we can go on. I I could do a, a whole week of podcasts just on Tiger Kings. That thing is so crazy. So funny. But it's nuts. But anywho, I I won't bore you with that. But 
on that note, are we um, going to end on that? <laughs> yep, we can end on that. Um, okay. uh, yeah, I just wanted to share that song because I thought it was really funny yeah. and uh, really speaks to where everyone's at right now, which is basically Netflix and eating yeah. and <laughs> Netflix and eating, um, cleaning. <laughs> Support our local restaurants. Order takeout this week yes. if you can. Speaking of eating, please, please, please. Listen to the last two episodes because it's pretty much all about food. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Josh, if you knew, but I actually uh, had Sanam on the last episode of oh, right. the podcast. The eat, yeah. Eat in San eat Pedro. In San Pedro. And right. we basically just talked about food the entire time. That's a beautiful thing, especially in this town. I'm hungry. I'm happy to see that some people are coming back. Jay Trainee is, is, is back. Yes. You know, um, uh, I know we're supposed to end this thing, but let, let's just do a shout out to our local restaurants. And, oh, you know what? Let's do a shout out to local restaurants. But yeah, order order takeout uh, from you if you can uh, from any of our local restaurants. They they so they need it and they need our support. So every little bit helps. And you can see a restaurant guide in, le- in the latest issue of San Pedro today in our uh, May issue at the back in the inside back cover. Yes, and we're actually going to go through that list on the next episode. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I want to give a shout out to. I gave him a shout out in my column, but I want to do it here. Tim Guzman at oh, yeah. Spin Q Studios for yep. allowing us to record in his lovely little podcast studio in our building in downtown San Pedro. And uh, he's a good guy. And I told him we uh, start shouting him out here. So Absolutely. Tim is Spin Q. He's awesome. And we love him. And yeah. You know what? I can start putting his um, little shout out in the show notes too because yeah, he's been totally, awesome. Totally. Thanks so much, Tim. Are we done? Yeah. All right. Well, Sounds stay safe, San Pedro. We'll be back next week. You guys stay safe, stay sane, and have a wonderful week. Order some food. Yep. All right. Bye, guys.